This episode of Everyday Elevations is brought to you by Andrea Mason, your global voice. Andrea's mission is to help groups and individuals achieve rapid growth and personal freedom. Andrea helps her clientele go from victim to victorious. Escape the perpetual storm by creating your path to clear skies and personal growth. Plan a life according to you. Andrea invites you to take the first step. Press play and visit andreamasons.com. That's A-N-D-R-E-A-M-A-S-O-N-S dot com. And use promo code EverydayElevationsEP17 for your free coaching consultation and change your life today. All right. Welcome back to Everyday Elevations, a podcast where we transform ordinary into the extraordinary. Today, I'm very, very, very excited because we have a very special guest speaker here, Andrea Mason. Andrea Mason is a certified global motivational speaker and coach under Les Brown. She's the podcast host of Unleashing the Champion Within. She's the CEO of Press Play Plan Life, according to you, LLC, and most recently, author of the book, Victim to Victorious. For those who maybe don't know you, Andrea, can you break down a little bit of what you do and maybe even something unique about what you do? Because there's a lot going on when I just listed off there. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you, first and foremost. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thank you, Jason, for having me aboard this podcast, Leveling Up. It is just amazing. Elevation. So yes, my name is Andrea Mason. I am your global voice, uh, alumna of Dr. Les Brown, as well as a recently published author of my book, Victim to Victorious. And what I do is I'm an accountability coach for both life and business. And what I mean by that is that I don't dictate. I don't lecture. I listen, love unconditionally. I meet you where you're at and bridge the gap from where you are to where you deserve to be with no judgment no excuses, and just results. Back to you. Love it. Okay. I don't even know where to begin with all that. Holy cow. Um, (laughs) So actually I do. That's not true. I've been thinking about this before this call. Um, So with the new year coming up, everyone's trying to plan for their lives and everyone wants new year, new me, but they never have a concrete plan. And for me, I've been really fascinated with this. I know we kind of talked about this a little bit offline manifestation. I know that you mentioned having a play-by-play guide for to help manifest the life that you wish for and that you want. I'd love to hear a little bit about that and any types of steps that we can do that my listeners can take away to be able to help plan for their future. Absolutely. We are as great as our thoughts. They can either be positive or negative, short or grandiose. And it's all about creating a vision. Taking a step, plan by plan action. As a younger version of myself, I was both an athlete and a musician, and I loved to press play, plan life according to you. I was playing music on the piano, as well as playing on the field as a soccer athlete. And what what I've learned is many times society, our greatest influences, as well as as close as our family members, see us in a different spotlight. They either have limiting beliefs upon ourselves and our expectations and abilities and skills, or the other, they have 
huge expectations to whether it be continuing the family legacy of a business, their morals, traditions, ethics, and values. But what I've learned upon my journey in Press Play, Plan Life According to You, is it starts with you. When we are younger, our story is written for us and told to us. But at one point, and at what point do you take the pen in your own hand? And starting by that is the late, great Bob Rochter, who has saved me from the hospital bed, listening to him audibly and virtually of saying it's dis-ease cannot withstand a healthy mindset and thoughts become things. This changed my whole perspective in life that we have the power and the ability to be accountable and responsible in every single choice that we make. And in doing so, we create and manifest. What does it look like? And what we have this misconception or false belief, limiting belief, if you will, is that there's not enough for everyone. Abundance is so great, but there may not be enough there for me. I want you to step back, to dream big, as my mentor Les Brown says, and make the impossible possible. It starts with a vision, but a vision is created by carving out your own identity through life's adversities and taking small steps, step-by-step, step, every step of the way. Back to you. Okay, love that. Um, <laughs> so I actually kind of want to talk a little bit about what got you to this point. And I know you mentioned Bob Proctor was your motivation. What in that moment while you're in the hospital bed said, hey, I need to change things up. and what? And because most people, even though they know they need to, won't actually take those steps to do so. Absolutely. Great question, Jason. So when I was in the hospital, it was February 2016. And to rewind a little bit, my mother had passed in 2006 and I was distraught. This was my rock. This was one of the two inspiration, influ inspirational influences that have taken me into their arms and adopted me from Colombia, South America during the cartel and gave me a second opportunity at life. So you can imagine when I lost my mother, I was in complete distress, dis distress and distraught. And what I didn't realize is I continued to go through the motions of being frustrated, being angry, going through the stages of grief. But what I didn't realize is I didn't forgive. And through the healing power, power of forgiveness, I was able to achieve personal freedom. See, I suppressed all the emotions, the anger of spirituality, the frustration of the medical team, the heartache of losing my mother. And it brought me to such suppression of dismissing my own personal emotions and just going through it rather than growing through it, as Les Brown would say, that it took toxicity over my entire body. My autoimmune system was completely shut down and I ended up at stage five, myasthenia gravis, on the last days of my life. And I'll never forget the phone call from my family saying, we need you home. This is not the life that you leave. You were fine but I didn't face my emotions. So mind over matter, I decided to, to instill what the secret teaches, plug, as well as Bob Proctor virtually. He said, disease cannot withstand a healthy mind. So I decided what was I going to create? What legacy was I gonna lead and build from the love of my mother and parents? And how was I gonna change my channel? 
And in doing so, less than 24 hours, I was able to break free of all the machines and connections and treatments. And to that day, February 22nd, I believe it was, or 23rd of 2016 to this current day, I have a clean bill of health because I had my mind over matter. Wow. So within like 24 hours, mm-hmm. once you decide that, hey, um, I'm ready to move forward, essentially forgiveness, because what people don't realize, if, if you're holding a grudge in any capacity, it does silently eat away at you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I learned this the hard way for a long time in my life. But by you just moving forward and saying, hey, enough is enough. My family needs me. You were able to just completely be able to get out of the hospital. I'm just trying to understand a little bit more because I just think it's the first stage of you manifesting your life there. And it's so, it's so rare for someone to be able to do that. And I just don't hear stories like that. So it's, I just would love to kind of hear a little bit more and then, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. So my whole life, I was always being outcasted. I didn't look like people. I didn't fit in, have the same morals, ethics, attributes. And I was kind of an outcast, if you will. And, you know, my parents were of American descent, Irish, Italian. Here I am, Colombian, don't look like them and have different physical features and thoughts and the way I talk. And so when I realized all of my emotions were being suppressed and just pushed down out of sight, out of mind, the body literally has the capability to heal itself. Going from as small as a paper cut to your finger to healing to what I've actually been able to do was take toxicity within my body that was shutting down the use of my limbs, the unable to breathe, everything. I, had, I was incapacitated, if you will. All I had was my mind. I couldn't walk. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't talk. I couldn't eat. I couldn't move my, my hands, nothing. So what I did was I envisioned myself, and this was taught in the secret, spoiler alert, in the medical component of it. And it's just amazing what the mind can do. You know, Confucius says, for those who say they can and those who say they can't are both usually right. So what the layers I took was, okay, I had pre-existing medical conditions, fibromyalgia, myasthenia gravis, gallbladder removal with seven ulcers on it, appendectomy. And then I started really sitting there with my mind because that's all I had in time. And the doctors were still running tests to try to diffuse or, or dissipate what was going on within my body. My mind, wait a minute, all of these conditions were self-induced to stress, naysayers, non-believers, societal influences, my parental influences, and then my false limiting beliefs of being bullied and abused. So when we are able to tap truly into our mind, is this hurtful or is this helpful? Is this going to benefit me or belittle me? Once you get your mind into that component and really stick into accountability and responsibility, that is when the magic happens. And so all I had, I remember looking outside the window at a full moon on that evening saying, no, this is not who I am. I'm not this debilitating individual. I am not the result of other people's perspectives. And yes, I am hurting. I lost my mother. I've been very sick in the pre-existing years. I have been upset and agitated because of lack of communication with peers, colleagues, 
friends and relationships. So when you take the moment to sit in silence without any distractions, even for three seconds, close your eyes, guaranteed if you do this right from your heart, either a tear will shed or an epiphany will be enlightened and you will be able to change your channel and change direction. Love that. I don't think people really give enough credit to that, taking that moment to yourself. It's something I'm still working on. I'm always going a mile a minute. So be able to get a moment. I'm going to do this today for sure. And I'll send you a message afterwards to tell you about Absolutely. it. Uh, what type of epiphany or if I, if I end up tearing up, um, yeah. I'll, I'll let you know. Because that is an amazing tip just so that you can understand what you need in that moment too. Absolutely. And it's just a matter of three seconds. Guys, putting your hand over your heart, just closing your closing your eyes, putting your hand over your heart, and just silence. Three seconds. If you could do more, great. But just feeling your heartbeat. You're still here. You're still alive. Your ticket has not been punched for you to leave. That's the only thing we have to do in this world is is leave. But it's the legacy what you're leaving with that you're leaving behind. Absolutely. See, you're just giving all kinds of nuggets here. <laughs> <laughs> Loving it. This is so much fun. Um, That's about elevation. About yes, elevating yes. an awareness. I, I am really, really enjoying this. And there's so many amazing nuggets coming out of it already. I'm kind of curious. So you went from the hospital. And then at what point did you decide to get into coaching with Les Brown and become a global speaker and everything? Absolutely. So after the hospital, I completely shifted industries. I went from social work and psychology and medical to complete holistic motivation and wellness. And then when I had dabbled and actually entered into that industry, I realized mind, body, spirit, and soul are in complete alignment. And you have the opportunity, the choice to make that and create that to happen. And so when I learned, wait a minute, you know what, all of these ailments, all of these conditions, autoimmune conditions, even terminal conditions can be reversed. How is that possible? Well, I was a living testimony of a hospital, but I was like, well, now how am I going to apply this to the real world? People are going to think I have some like witchcraft or like potions or something and looking at me kind of concerned. But it's a lifestyle, Jason. It's a lifestyle of elevation of where you want to go. And so when I studied the proper nutrition, you know, nutritional components, everything the earth gives you is helpful, not hurtful, in, if used properly. So when I learned about the different, you know, foods to eat, the drinks to consume, and to completely do your best to gradually work your way to eliminating sugar and salt of every single possibility, it changed everything. Your energy level, your awareness, your clarity completely changes. And it can be as done as I've learned at the center, at the wellness center, as short as 31 days. Is it doable? Yes. Is it hard? Yes. Because everything, unfortunately, in America, and I'm sure other countries as well and continents, has some sort of sugar. Just because it doesn't say sugar doesn't mean that there's not an element of sucrose, fructose, you know, artificial flavoring, artificial coloring. But if you go back to what I like to do, because it's part of my heritage, the indigenous lifestyle, 
culture that everything is given to you from earth. And if we are grateful and gratitude attitude with your mind and wellness and be constantly active and proactive as opposed to inactive, that's what I fell into. So I learned everything I needed to do under the sun. But, you know, life had a different, you know, wanted to really shake up the magic eight ball, if you will, and the world changed. So now here I was at this amazing industry, at this amazing company, and the doors shut down and closed forever. So I was like, well, what am I going to do? Well, I realized, wait a minute, I have all this knowledge, the mindset, the psychology behind the science, science behind the mindset of psychology, the social work of the cultural diversities, morals, ethics, values, creeds, and beliefs, and lifestyles of social work. And now I have to add it the medical component, the holistic wellness, homeopathic, and nutritional component. Let me share this with somebody. So I'll never forget, I was scrolling through, and it was around the same time this year, if you will, and maybe about a month earlier in October. And all of a sudden, I heard this familiar voice on the social media. Are you going through it or are you growing through it? I kind of perked up and I said, wait a minute. That's Les Brown. I've been listening to him for years. And he was conducting an academy that I enrolled in. And I remember saying this to my family. I know we don't have the financial support, but I'm making a declaration and promise I'm going to make this the pursuit of happiness and build my legacy from this experience. Fast forward, here we are a few years later, and I've been able, fortunately, to speak virtually on every single continent, produce over a thousand plus videos on YouTube of all different myriad populations and discussions, my own podcast, as well as bringing the world together once a month with kings, queens, ambassadors, elite affiliate leaders to the common audience to really share my legacy of unconditional love bringing the world together to make sure people know that they're not alone. Wow. Chills. <laughs> Chills. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I'm loving this so much. I'm getting real, <laughs> a little you. too excited here. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible when you see what you've done and that's what we don't do. And I, I, I want to spotlight this as elevation is the thematic of your podcast. Take a second. Go ahead. I do this every year at the end of the year, but now I'm doing it daily. Reflect on what you've done for that day and be grateful and say, how can I make it a little bit better tomorrow? And when you appreciate life with gratitude, attitude, and recognize the people such as yourself on, to having me on this podcast, that's what it's about. It's about the journey. Dreams create. Dreams create. Oh my gosh, dreams don't have deadlines. They create destination. I almost forgot my own quote. But yes, it's about embracing the journey and the people that are on it with you. Absolutely. I think it's very underrated. People don't tend to, and I did this for the longest time. I've changed drastically in the past few months, um, mm -hmm. probably past like three, four months. I've done a complete revamp of who I am, took inventory of mm -hmm. what I loved and what I want to improve upon. Mm -hmm. I didn't focus so much on negatives. I took the little victories of everything. And that's why I tell people is like, just take your little victories. It's so it might sound, hey, you got out of bed today. That's a victory. Not everyone gets to do that. And so I love when you're talking about having this attitude of gratitude, because I'm huge about that. Yes. Um, Every and, morning. 
you have to. You, it, it sets the tone for your day. And I do this in the morning and at night. So I, I yes. list things off that I'm grateful for in the morning. And then at night, what I'm grateful for, for what happened on the day. And that's kind of my thing. I'm kind of curious though, because you've had so many amazing things happen since you first manifested this. Mm-hmm. What a lot of times with manifestation, people look at like, oh, okay, you're just saying words and, and I don't want to take away from manifestation. I'm just saying from a, a um, negative connotation from people's thought processes and, right. and they look at like, okay, so if I just say this a couple of times and speak it out, it's going to become a reality. Now I know there's more to it than just saying it. You have to create an action plan with it. What kind of steps did you take besides of course, signing up for the Les Brown course there? And I'm sure that was the first really huge step you took. I'm curious now what steps it took. And then the second part of this question, it's a long question. Okay, No problem. (laughs) Um, If I can get to the question, holy cow. Second part of the question is, was this even more than what you even thought you were going to going to experience through the manifestation? Like, is was this something that you really had envisioned, or is this so much more, so much even better than what you thought? Absolutely, that's a great question. So, around probably 2015, I was, for some say, I was like the crowd. I was negative. I would come home from work, punch in, punch out, just did what I needed to do, come home, fell asleep on the couch, binge watch TV, had dinner and repeat, repeat Groundhog Day again and again and again. And then when I started in 2015, listening to Les Brown, Wayne Dyer, Tony Robbins, the greats of the greats, I just kept listening to it like it was a radio station. I had over an hour commute, give or take two from work at the time, and I just plugged in. And I was just like, wait a minute, some of this, you know, at at first it was like a little bit like, come on, am I going to really do this? Am I, is this really going to happen if I say it? But then as you, just like anything else that you're learning or applying or studying, then you would peel away the layers. It wasn't just about the words. And I'm very particular. If you watch the beginning videos way back when video one out of a thousand plus, I was just speaking. But then as I I grown, I have grown. My words are very particular. Spell words are spelled. Believe it or not, look it up. Look at the, you know, the the rabbit hole, if you will. Everything has a meaning for it. So when I started what going from attention to intention, that's when it changed because the emotion was behind it. All right. Well, I would start out something small, something minuscule, like, okay. I'll never forget one example. I was just like, ah, let me put this to the test. I was on my way to work and I was talking with a colleague of mine and I said, you know what? I could really go for it. And I just got introduced to coffee. It was like maybe less than 10 years ago. And I was like, I really could go for a nice coffee. I kid you not, all of a sudden she said, well, I have a coupon. You're going to pass this, this coffee shop on your route to work, right? I have a coupon, blah, 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 for however much. I said, no, you don't. She said, yeah, here, let me screenshot it. And then I was got a little crazy, got a little nervous, got a little goosebumps. And then I would test it with other things, more significant things, more intentional things. Well, I want to meet this person. I want to do this. Then I went into the whole deep dive of vision boarding, you know, creating a vision board. What do I see myself doing? But then when it's deep, 
a deeper dive further. All right, well, vision board is great. It's a catalog of your life, but let me import myself into it now. Let me put my I terminology, present test. Oh, I interview with Les Brown. Oh, I speak on every content continent. And I had the gratitude, emotion, and the actual effect. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not witchcraft. This is true beliefs because when we realize and we align our frequency, we're all Leonard energy and light beings. When we align that and emulate that, the as the camera just emulated me, <laughs> you can either reflect or choose to deflect it. But it's amazing because it's just like going into the playground five years old and just saying, it's one of your friends goes, I have to go to the bathroom. Well, now I have to go to the bathroom. It's, it's that chain reaction based on the emotion and the intention. And a lot of people get frustrated, especially nowadays, because they want that instant gratification and immediate satisfaction. But truth be told, as fast as you get it is as fast as it can be removed. One of the theories, that the journeys and lessons that I've learned on my journey was I remember when I first started going onto social media, I was always the person behind the screen, behind the scenes. You were never seen, you know, my initials were there, but you never saw me front and center. So when I took the academy and I was now intentional and present, my brand, my name is attached to it. And so when I realized this has a rippling effect, that if we have the positivity and attention and intention and combined, amazing things will happen. And I go into that into my book. It's just a matter of belief. And, and what media does is you don't deserve that. You don't have the experience. You don't have the credentials. You don't have the background. You don't have the skill set. We have to quiet that noise. And we have to change our tunnel vision to blocking people out and focusing on the, the mission and the message. Because when we do that and we constantly thrive and achieve it, I, had you asked me a couple of years ago when the world completely changed, Andre, would you be where you're at and have the success and connections and affiliates that you did? I'd be like, mm, I don't think so. That's kind of big. But when you do the reflection that I do every year at the end of the year, it's a reflection as opposed to a resolution at the end of the year. Nine times out of 10, those nine out of 10 check boxes are boxed. Boxes are checked. And not to right around the corner, the 10th one will be. So it's really setting, your up, setting yourself up for success, knowing you're going to fail every time forward, and to never give up. Love it. Love it. I love the fact that you take that inventory at the end of the year. Yeah. I think a lot of people just focus straight ahead on the, on the new year. Like, hey, where do I want to go? Right. But if you don't know where you've been, how are you supposed exactly. to get to where you want to go? So right. it's huge for all listeners out there. Do an inventory of yeah. what, you've, what you've done this year, what goals you've accomplished, I'm not a big New Year's resolution guy. I'm a big right. just plan. I, I, I feel like that makes it so easy to quit on it when you're mm -hmm. like, oh, hey, I want to lose 30 pounds a year. I create action plans versus yeah. a resolution because it, for me, it just makes more sense. I've quit on every New Year's resolution I've had for God knows how long, which is why I don't do those right. anymore. I just like to sit back and similar to what you do, I, I check mm -hmm. to see what have, I, what have I done this year? 
Have I hit some of the goal marks? Not all of them. If not, how do I get to there next year? And what else do I want to accomplish from there? I think that's beautiful the way you, you explained how you did yours. I love the vision board because I haven't done it the way you did it. I've, I've done the vision board where your, your typical one where it's like, hey, you put this celebrity in the picture, you cut them out of a magazine or print off yes. online now because it's hard to find magazines that aren't yes. honestly overpriced. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, I don't want to spend 10 bucks just to cut a couple pictures out. So. Right. And, and that's <laughs> I, the beauty. I'm glad you mentioned that because what I've done that's helped me is not only do I have it on the physical, but I have it on my phone. I have it on my laptop. I have it on my screensaver. So it's constantly reminding me, this is what you set out for yourself, or this is what you want to achieve. And one of the greatest things that you mentioned, Jason, was that it's small steps. It's just the daily acts of gratitude and accomplishments. And one thing that I've learned over the recently is to celebrate my wins daily, daily with the family and friends because, you know, technology can either be a tool, treasure, or tragedy. It's how you use it. That's what it's for. And for me, when I look at memories on whatever platform I'm using, I'm like, wow, I did that? Oh my goodness. And that's where I take my inventory to do my end of the year list because at times we forget what we do, you know, if we're, and especially if we're not celebrating it. And what we have to get rid of is this false limiting belief celebration is bragging. Well, you know what? It's great to brag if somebody did it for you, but it's important to celebrate because you created it. You're, you're the creator. You're the participant to make it happen. You know, yes, you have help. Sure, I pay credit where credit's due. But at the same token, just like why I don't dictate, I don't lead, I don't lecture, and I don't, you know, empower people. I walk beside them as an equal because we all have experiences. We all have the book of life. It's a matter of are we ready to turn the page or stay at the page we're at? And we take the pen in our own hand. So with gratitude, attitude, gratitude for getting you to achieve that accomplishment. Recognition for those who've walked beside you. But most importantly, celebration of the creator, the content, and the accomplishments you've made. Be brave enough to celebrate. Why? Because it'll make you go further in life and empower others. Wait a minute. She was here last year. Look what she did today. Let's celebrate her. Yes. These are... Seriously, so many nuggets. <laughs> and it's funny because every time you tell stories like this and, and explain this further, I think a little moments in my life where I'm like, hey, I've actually been doing that. Because mm-hmm. I don't think we all realize how often we're celebrating our victories. Because sometimes like for me, I've, I was very, very hard on myself for the longest time. I think a lot of people mm-hmm. are. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a pretty common trait. And so I wouldn't post on social media. Some of you were like, you would only see me you see pictures of everything around me, go on vacation, there'd be pictures of the beautiful area, not one picture of me. Mm-hmm. Um, the funny part is any picture you see of me, even though I am a really happy person, you never see me smile. So when someone catches a glimpse of, it's like finding the, a groundhog. If like when the groundhog right. pops out to let you know summer's coming, like if they see a smile yes. on my face, it's like that. Right. <laughs> but yeah. I, I love hearing you talk about this because 
I think people need to understand that they have to celebrate themselves. I know we're yes. hammering this in, but it's important, especially with the new year and, and new you coming up. You have to understand that there's so many amazing things that each and every person brings to the table. And Absolutely. if you're not going to be willing to talk about it, who else is? Right. And that's, one and that's what I've learned. Yeah. And yeah. I'm learning. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. just recently started switching my mindset in the past, like I said, past few months, a lot of things have changed for the better. Um, obviously, you know, I'm getting ready to have a son. So I need, I yeah. knew I needed to change more. I was like, I can't be who I am and be the best version of a father that my kid needs. So right. I had to do something different. I had to be drastic about it. People were confused why I was starting a podcast or what I was going to bring to the table. I was like, look, future me problem. I'm going to, I'm going to do research. I'm going to get awesome people on. I have a vision board of who I want on my podcast down the line. Like you're Matthew McConaughey's. Oh, yes. Put yes. this out there. If you, if you yes. watch it, Matthew, come on. <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of him. So yeah. he, he, kind, he kind of sees when I do stuff. So yes, absolutely. He was also another virtual mentor that, that I, I received coaching from uh, Green Lights and Art of Living. He's actually mentioned in my book as, as one of the influences upon me. So absolutely. And that's what it's about, you know, and I'll give you a little, a little exercise to do for the listeners out there that are like Jason, where you're always taking pictures of others, but not yourself. And if you find yourself not smiling, this is, this is what I do. And I had to train myself. Say the word happy. You cannot say the word happy without smiling. Think about it. I'm going to try it right now. Happy. Okay. You're right. Holy cow. <laughs> you can't yes. do it without smiling. Oh, okay. Interesting. Right. right. How have you and that before? <laughs> yeah. No. And, and it's, it's, it's so significant because everybody says, oh, when you take a picture, you say cheese. Well, how many people? I'm sure lactose intolerant people are not going to think of cheese and be happy about it. So keep it simple. Say you're happy and your smile just goes up. Your energy goes up. But it, it is a definite testimony, you know, Jason, especially as being a new parent, I'm so excited for you. You know, we are our own worst critic. But if we have the ability, the choice, and the bravery to see our areas of improvement and our skill sets and our strengths, take a moment and write them down. And be bold enough and brave enough to ask your colleagues, your family, your loved ones, your friends, hey, you know, what am I the go-to person for? And then what's I'm not the go-to person? If you want to cook, I'm not the go-to person (laughs) that you would want. I don't cook, you know, and then have fun with it because you really get to have a better understanding of your self-awareness as well as your self-reflection upon others. Because we think, oh, I'm such a happy person. Then you really ask people, well, what do you think of Andrea? Well, A, B, C. And then they tell you. And then what the difficult, jagged pill, ladies and gentlemen, is what, they, what Jack Nicholson says, you can't handle the truth. I challenge you today. Ask the truth. Because it will change your life. I always thought I was this happy-go-lucky, extroverted person. I enjoyed people. Then when I asked people in my community, in all my different circles, it was everything but. Your, uh, you know, your work ethic is, you know, 
you know, type A personality, your work ethic, you, you nonstop, you're always helping others. You're not putting yourself first. You know, you think, you think too much, you're analytical, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, none of that says happy. None of that says, says extrovert. And then when the world changed and you had to change your environment going from three-dimensional to two-dimensional, it kind of looks like both sides of the coin. Am I, do I really need to be interactive live with this million people on the planet at once? Or, you know what? Wait a minute. I miss that community. I miss that company of a live human being with me. You know, I do my work and for 10 to 12 hours a day, I'm by myself in the studio working and, and connecting. But as soon as fate goes to black and it's me by myself, a very lonely, scary, and sad place, to be honest. So take that inventory, take that initiative. Hey, you know what? For those of you in America, Thanksgiving, you know, at that dinner table is a great time to realize your resilience and your shortcomings from the family members. Oh, is she bringing him? Or oh, what does she do this year? Where are you working? What are you making? You know, everybody prides and pulls at Thanksgiving. I have a video on it. I joke about it. This is, is it just me or just my family? But take the opportunity to be bold enough and brave enough to ask, hey, you know what, Jason, we've been in connection. What do you think? What is your vision? What do you think? What comes to mind? What mood? What energy? What, you know, content do I deliver? And you'll be amazed because here you're thinking your life is led this way and you're emulating this energy, this content, this frequency. When in reality, if they're really good friends and really good families, and even if they're not, believe you me, be ready to swallow that jagged pill and take constructive criticism and the truth, because that is what made me fail forward to where I am today. Back to you. Absolutely. Those are some amazing tips. I have actually never really reached out to people ask. Mine is like supervisors and that's more work related. So I've never actually mm -hmm. asked and taken that inventory. So that's something I'm going to do tonight when I get home. Yeah. I want to reach out to a couple of my close friends like, hey, is this who I am? Because there was mm -hmm. an instance in my life mm -hmm. back when I was in the military and I was deployed. I thought I was a happy-go-lucky, sarcastic jokester of a guy. And it turns out that what I portrayed was a guy who was, yes, yeah, sarcastic and joking, but was very negative as a mindset. They, they felt like I was complaining a lot and I didn't really, mm. I didn't realize that was happening. So mm. as the first time I actually was able to take that personal inventory and, and yeah. work on that. And I didn't even ask for the feedback on that. It was just happening. Yeah. <laughs> it just happened to give it to me. I was like, Oh, right. okay. Well, yes. don't know if I'm and ready. Thank you for your yeah. service. Yeah. Thank yeah, you for oh, your thank service. You. And, and, and it's, it's important to have that awareness because again, you're, you're coming across living your life through your lens, but then, you know, like I, I like to say, it's kind of like the, the ghosts of Christmas, past, present, and future. You step outside of yourself and take onto those reins. Again, ladies and gentlemen, this is a challenging task, but ask people, well, how do I really come across to you? What? And then go take it a step further. What drew you to that conclusion? Can you give me examples? Because some people will just go on and on and have like a laundry list of all your shortcomings and areas of improvement. Take it a step further. Take a deep breath and say, well, what drew you to that conclusion? And that goes back to where are you living life with attention, focus on everybody else, or intention by 
applying what you know and what you want to learn with others. Amazing. Mm -hmm. So many good tips there. Thank you. Um, more chills. <laughs> you can't see it on the camera, but there's chills. I can um, feel them. I can feel them. Don't worry about it. <laughs> now, you had mentioned your book. I would love to hear you talk a little bit about the book and the contents of the book. I've ordered it. I have not gotten in the mail yet. Thank so I, oh, I am looking that. forward to reading it here in the very near future. But since I haven't had the opportunity, I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about what, what your book entails and why listeners should go out and, and get your book. Absolutely. Well, I'm honored, privileged, and pleasure for your purchase and support, as well as today I, at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I just had an interview live with Les Brown himself and Lauren Hudson, the world-renowned, you know, amazing woman. And so what I decided was, so I looked at a reflection of my life to this point, and I said, well, wait a minute. I want to give the gift of what I've endured as an individual to make it possible for others. Going back to what I said, building a legacy of love is what my mission is. And so I said, well, I've been through a lot. There's been dark times, down times. I mean, if, you know, it, it's just crazy. But what, when I changed it to the intention of, as a way from, away from being attention seeking, I said, well, let me go through it. And so the table of contents is actually a path, less traveled, that I call Press Play, Plan Life According to You, which is my business LLC. And it walks you through the steps that I have taken, the steps of growth, the steps of production, progress, failing forward. And so what propelled me to say, I got to put this in text form is because I have conversations with individuals. And it's purely in the beginning was surface level. As I've done more podcasts, TV and radio, it's gotten more in depth. But I wanted something people to hold in their hand. I wanted something people to have a concrete resource. So it's kind of right here, a self-help book, Victim to Victorious. This is my mom, Victoria, homage to her name, as well as the picture of my parents on the back at different milestones. And it talks about how one's individual perspective is different from the world's perception. And the reason why I did this, also speaking of the American actor Matthew McConaughey, it really helped me kind of formulate it because this story was written eons ago. I just didn't know how to thread it through to come to ceiling and closure. And Matthew McConaughey says, and I'm paraphrasing at one of his speeches, he said, find out who you don't want to be and you'll carve out who you truly are. And he talks about this in his talks, in his books, as well as The Art of Living, which is one of the courses I've taken from him. And what I loved about it was that the world sees in three. They see you as a public figure, we're all public figures on social media, whether it's TikTok, you know, whatever, or showing your daily meal. And then they see there's your circle who sees you as who you are. And then there's the true you. So I did it actually backwards. I found out who the true me was 
going through abuse and bullying, thrown into trash cans, shoved into lockers, getting hospitalized. Then I said, okay, well, how can I share this experience on a secondary level? What are the takeaways? What are the lessons? What are the mindsets, emotions that I was going through to meet to the audience? And then I said, now I'm going to make it global. What is my underlying threat? Follow your heart, not the herd nor the hurt. And that put it on a global level so everybody can understand because I'm a piece of each and every one I connect with. That's what the universe, the creator, whatever your belief is, is we're all intertwined. What your areas of skill set as you as being humorous, jovial, and bringing laughter into life is what I lack. So I would see that as an area improvement. How can I be lighthearted? How can I enjoy life rather than being so serious, so analytical, so statistical and logistical from the years of training and degrees in social work and psychology? You have to pick everything and bring it under a microscope. How can I just be in the present? So that's when I valued time. How can I use my time effectively? Okay, if I have an experience, what's my version of it? What's my relatable, we as human beings, and then what's the global? Hey, you know what? I've went through it. What was your experience in that arena? And that's how I created and, and, and really launched this book to really be something different. And one of the reviews that somebody had mentioned, I knew this from a friend from a friend, and I didn't realize they purchased the book and they read it like that. And I was like, wow, that's alarming because you get little goosebumps. You'd think like, oh, nobody's going to read it. And then somebody purchased it. And this was their feedback. I'm an avid reader. However, this book, I'm paraphrasing, of course, this book took me to every experience. Like I was walking it with you. I felt the emotion. I felt the anger. I felt the questions. And now I know the takeaways from it. And that was my intention. It's a personal story of all my trials and tribulations up this far, but it's also failing forward, being vulnerable, being transparent. And now the beauty of it is having closure and now sharing it with the world. I love it. Victim, it's victim to victorious, correct? Yes, correct. All right. Yes. I can't wait for it to come in because especially the more you explain it, the more excited I am now. And that review definitely made me want to read it even more than I already did. Uh, I am an avid reader myself. uh, So I am very, very pumped for that. I'm not. So it was difficult not being a reader. I, in my career, spoiler alert, I think I read two books. One was for some crazy reason, I was challenged to read The Stand by Stephen King, which was like 500 pages. I read that. The other one was Happiness is a, is a Serious Problem, which was like maybe 100 pages. And part of me, three, was the Japanese, the, the oh, geez, Marie Kondo, Japanese um, organization of like life organization, re- revamping your life. So I usually do audiobooks, you know, hence, you know, The Five Agreements, The Secret, Matthew McConaughey's Green Lights, The Art of Living. But for me, as a non-reader, never purchased a book in my life. It was always gifted or given to me. To write this was truly an amazing feat, to say the least. So. Oh, absolutely. Even if you were a reader, writing a book 
is still yes. an incredible feat. Not a lot of people yeah. get an opportunity to do that or take the opportunity right. to do it, I should say. Right. So that's amazing. Right. And I'm so excited Thank for you, you for having that book out because yes. that, that is actually on my own vision board too, by the way, writing a book. Okay. I just don't know what I want to write about. So I'll get there at one just point start. in time. I didn't either. You just start. You just start <laughs> taking notes. And, you know, I remember in English Lit, we, you know, in grade school, they were called creative writing, creative writing web. And you just write different topics in circles and then just branch out. But I'll be honest, be careful, because when you start writing, you just go on and on. And your mind is just like, you know, a river of information where I was just like, I didn't, I'll read it. I'll read an excerpt. Or I'll reread it. And I was like, where did that come from? I don't even speak like that, you know? So it's that subconscious, but that release of energy and flowing of where it's going. So absolutely. It's almost like a cathartic release writing that book for you. You got so much stuff. Do you even know you had pent up in you while you're writing it out? Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to that whenever, whenever I get to that point. Yes. Um, that is amazing. Well, we are kind of getting closer to the wrap up here. I okay, always excellent. like to give the people I interview an opportunity if there's anything they want to talk about before we wrap things up, if there's any points you want to hit, please go ahead. Absolutely. So my signature quotes were follow your heart, not the hurt, nor the hurt for success and happiness are on the other side. Remember, anything that you go through gives you the right, the permission, and the certification to help others achieve it too, and we are not alone. My mission and message is to rise and unite, not conquer and divide. Believe it or not, if you look at the statistics, there's more of us than the leaders. We just have to remind the leaders why they stepped into that role to make the world a better place. So thank you so much, so much for having me. And for the listeners, audience, and viewers out there, I want to meet you and I gift you 30 minutes of my time for a complimentary coaching connection to get you to choose to press play, plan life according to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Love it. I'm going to put that link down below for, for you here. So all the listeners here can go ahead and take advantage of it and you darn well better. Um, that's a complete missed opportunity if you don't. Now, I like to end this with just a couple questions when I'm interviewing somebody and it really depends on how I'm feeling in terms of what I want to ask. But my favorite question is, what is your superpower if you could have one? My superpower, if I could have one or do have one, is effective listening. I can Mm. be an empath where I can literally understand, feel, emulate the emotions, traumas, dramas, and the celebrations that you've gone. Okay. So I've not heard that before. That, <laughs> that is awesome. That, one of the, my favorite parts about the question is people answer it in different ways each time. So I never really know what I'm going to get. And I love it. because <laughs> it's, it's a very simple question, but also broad enough to where you can answer in so many variations. I think yeah. that, that's amazing because that's a, actually a superpower that you can hone. It's not like teleportation where we can't just be like, I'm going to comic book nerd out here for a second, but there's an <laughs> X-Men named Nightcrawler and he just poofs into thin air and teleports to different spots. Well, we can't yes. do that. At least not yet. Not, not in our current time frame. Not yet. Yes. <laughs>